Welcome back to Inner Guidance Daily, episode number 16, The Modern Mystic. You guys, there's like sometimes when you have conversations with people and you sometimes wish they were recorded because you were like, this is such a good conversation. Well, this is one of those where, thank God it was recorded and thank God it's available for you. I am so, so excited for you to connect and hear from intuitive coach Rhiannon. She created this platform literally called BeYourOwnIntuitive.com, and she's the home of the modern mystic. Okay, so what does that mean? I want to read to you a little bit about what the modern mystic is to her. It's a change maker, an activist of the unseen worlds, choosing the self-led path, an advocate of the spiritual realms grounded deeply in this earthly reality. One who believes there is more to every situation than meets the eye. A person willing to look deeper into life. A woman determined to rise in leadership, upholding the collective vision of a better future through intentional use of her intuition. The change makers and action takers who are creating our new earth. Okay, that's just a little sneak peek into what this episode is about. I also wanted to share with you that we are going to cover things like automatic writing, the chakras, how you are as an intuitive when you're a kid and learning how to harness your intuitive and psychic natures as a kid and into the world that maybe wasn't totally fully accepting (laughs) and then learning your ways to step into that gift. We talk about mirror work. And we also share space for her to give us a tarot reading. You guys, I'm telling you, this is one of those special episodes. You're going to really dive into intuition and learn from a coach how you can begin to harness it, grow it, connect with it, and also finding strength and truth-telling and being able to have a clear mind to act on what is true for you. Okay, dive in, let me know what you think, and I will see you soon. So I'm so, so happy you're here. I'm so honored to have you here on the show. You are an intuitive coach. You literally help coach people and women specifically to find their inner wisdom, to connect with it. And I'm so happy you're here. Oh, thank you. I'm so grateful to you for so like, you've condensed what I do so well. I feel like you've got such a like understanding of it. So thank you for that awesome intro. Oh, you're so welcome. (laughs) So I'm just wanting to know, like, how is your heart today? How are you feeling today? Yeah, um, honestly, today and this week was a little bit heavier than it's been. I think for everyone, you know, we're in quarantine time. Um, In the Philippines, we're still in quarantine, and it's like seven weeks. So, um it's been a roller coaster. There've been weeks of like, okay, I got this. I'm good. I'm actually enjoying this um, isolation time. This week was a little bit heavy. We had another extension of the quarantine. Um, and for me personally, where my heart is at is I'm, I'm, you know, like as an empath, as I'm sure a lot of people can relate to, I just think about all the people who you know, I don't even hear their stories, but I'm thinking about them. I'm, and, I'm, and I'm worried, like, are people losing jobs? Are people struggling? So a little bit heavy today, <laughs> to be honest. I wish I could be more positive, but 
yeah today is a little bit I appreciate you you know sharing the truth with us and not just putting on like oh everything's great when it yeah more things there I know it's different everywhere Um, yeah so here I'm in Boise Idaho which is you know Pacific Northwest in the states and honestly things are starting to become back to normal and I'm doing air quotes because there's really Mm -hmm. not going to be this normal period you know it's not going to be this normal that we knew before what I mean by that is uh we're in phase one of things starting to reopen um so we don't have to be isolated anymore um they're still asking people who are in health risks or older to stay more isolated but now things are opening up you can kind of come out of your home. We can congregate a little bit. You have to wear masks and you have to practice social distancing. I have to say just the fact that we're in a different phase, again, some more air quotes for you, is um, changing and shifting the energy here. So I can understand how you feel heavy with being isolated for seven weeks now and to have it extended. you know, like what yeah. that feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's cause like, um, just the medical care system here is different and you know, they don't want to be overwhelmed, but I just think of, you know, like it, it's not so hard for me because I work from home and my lifestyle hasn't really changed except my boyfriend is, um, is in a different, he's stuck in a different country. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more, I'm, I, yeah, I feel heaviness for like, um, you know, all the travel plans and, but mostly just for other people and the stories that I hear, especially like just businesses really struggling and all of that. So that's on my heart right now. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's on everybody's heart, you know, and it's, it's a real, actually this podcast came from this time, you know, where people, I still wanted to connect with people and I still wanted to have people have a resource to connect to your own inner guidance, you know, through this time. So it's so important that, you know, like right now my heart is heavy and I'm feeling the people and what they're going through. Yeah. I've definitely seen um, also a lot more interest in what I do. Um, You know, even from people that I never thought would be interested in this sort of stuff, they're sort of peeking their, you know, they're like peeking in and, and asking like, so, how did you do that? Or how does that work? And I think, I think everyone is kind of naturally looking inwards now. So I'm happy this podcast is here too. Yeah, I think you are absolutely right. And I've seen the same, you know, pretty much anybody I'm talking to that is in this space has seen a lot of people start to come to you saying, oh, you know that like tarot card stuff? (laughs) Yeah, 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 definitely. It's been really funny. Like, um, because my brother is very kind of brick and mortar business. And he's a, if anybody's an astro geek out there, astrology, he's a Capricorn. And my family is very kind of Capricorn um, Taurus. So they all are very like, pardon me? Isn't that like systems and? Yes, yes. And they, and it's very like, it shows up in their life. They're very kind of old school, um, you know, corporate, if not corporate, then owning very much a brick and mortar business. And it was always like, yeah, Rihanna, and she's like a yoga teacher or something. But now there's a lot more kind of um, respect and like um, true interest in what I do, which is really cool. I mean, that's a nice, it's a really cool byproduct of all of this and everything that's happened. I totally agree with you. So I love that you brought up your family. 
And I was hoping you could share with us a little bit about your experiences as a kid, you know, with your intuition and, you know, how that, how you started to recognize that maybe not everybody is experiencing the world the way you are. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. So I do, um, yeah, I, I know that I kind of dived into this. So if, if I don't totally cover everything um, or do this totally concisely, I have a great kind of audio on my website that does like my story and really dives in depth. Um, but I guess, so I realized, I think a lot of kids really are on some level intuitive, more on like, um, we were chatting just before this podcast, like very much in like claircognizance or clairsentience where, um, so that's clairsentience is just feeling like sentiently, you just feel something when you walk into a room and then claircognizance is just randomly knowing things. I think that's very common for a lot of kids and we pass it off as like, um, you know, nosy kids or, oh, you know, the funny things kids say or like kids say the darndest things that, that expression. And I had a lot of claircognizance and clairsentience. And I grew up in the Philippines, which is really Catholic. So I had a lot of like the religious, um, it was a little bit more normal to talk about God or to talk about um, extrasensory things. But I guess where things started to become, let's say like a problem, I'm doing air quotes as well, or started to have a little friction was for me, definitely when I started going to school. So in my family, it was yeah, we were a pretty spiritual family. Like my, my grandmother wanted to be a nun and was like in the mystical side of religion. So it was very interesting. But, um, and it's really funny. I just suddenly came to me now. I remember when I was really young, like six or seven, one of my favorite things to do was like, I loved to be in nature and I would like client, like, like just spending time in nature or one thing that I remember is really random is I used to always love to go. There's like a meditation room in church. It's called, um, I don't know what it is in the Catholic church because I'm not so part of it anymore, but it's like the, the blessed sacrament. And I remember I used to bike to it as a, like, I must've been so young, like under eight or nine. And I would just go there and I guess I must've loved the energy there. I don't really remember, but that was all kind of normal. Like I would tell my mom, I'm going to the blessed sacrament. And that was just, I don't know. It was a weird thing that I really enjoyed to do, or I guess I liked the space or the energy. And then when it became a little bit of friction was when I went to kind of a, you know, like norm, normal school. And for me, it was knowing things that I wasn't supposed to know and um, acting, like being too, like being overwhelmed by what was expected of me by others, like knowing too much about what people were thinking about me. And then I had a specific experience with my teacher, for example, where I think I asked her something that I didn't realize I had intuitively picked up. I think I asked, are you, are you feeling okay? Um, I know you were up late last night or something very like nothing, nothing, like nothing bad about it. But I think I asked something too personal and I didn't realize that I wasn't supposed to know that. And she got really um, upset with me. And I remember after that, I started to pick up, um, that's just one specific example, but I just started to pick up after that, all these little social cues, especially from adults of like, oh, I, I shouldn't say that, or I shouldn't talk about um, people's feelings, um, especially if they didn't specifically tell me them. So yeah, for me, it was mostly picking up how people felt and then pick, like asking why do they feel, you know, sad about this person or that person or, 
you know, just being too personal for adults. Yeah, I can. If that makes sense. <laughs> oh, it makes perfect sense. Absolutely. And I think there's, I think a hundred percent, I'm a mom. So a hundred percent kids are intuitive. You know, my, my daughter, when during quarantine, we couldn't see her grandma and her grandma would come by and drop off like little presents for her. And one day we were like in the backyard and um, she had no idea that my mom would ever be coming by, but she literally just turned to me and said, Mimi's here. And, but my mom was texting me, I'm here. And wow. so um, I had to like say like, oh, you know, she may be here, may not, because we didn't know at the time if she could, she could see, they could see each other. Right. But I remember thinking in that moment, huh, she is 100% dialed in, you know, just like you were as a kid. And um, I, I, I'm curious if you experienced probably what a lot of people do and a lot of kids is, did you experience, you know, somebody saying, or internally, did you decide, I'm going to walk away from that, or that's something I should shut out from my life? Um, did you start to think that something was wrong with you? Um, yeah, so completely. I, I, I was really okay with it. And I do think it was a lot more normal, you know, from like 13 and down, especially with um, just with kids being kids, you know, they're very, you know, magical and all of that. But I, it became more of like a rejection feeling. Um, this very, because I was so, like I said, I was so tuned into it. Like, I think a lot of kids are intuitive, but I also had like a very, I guess, like kind of spiritually open family. So I was really exploring it and open about it. And then um, when I got to about 13, that was when I felt a little bit more of the rejection side. And that continued way into sort of high school and into college of just, um, yeah, I think, you know, people don't like it when you know too much about them or if you're too, um, you know, not everybody wants to approach their feelings or their darkest or, you know, or the things that are truly going on for them. And that was never really my style. So I would get into these really like I would all, like, I think the first time I felt a bit of rejection with someone was, you know, people would say, wow, you're really emotional or wow, you're really intense. And um, I started to, I don't think like they told me to reject it, but I know for me, I, I was like, okay, I don't want to be like that. I want to be, you know, I want to be cool. I want to be fun. I want to be hip. I don't want to be this weird person who talks about things that people seem to not um, be interested in. So I think from about 14 onwards, um, I did, I definitely started to type of, kind of like change what I was interested in. I would change what I was like in front of people. And that's a really tough place to be in, I think, especially if you're someone who's very intuitive and gets a lot of like personal power from, from that. And, you know, you have a lot of intuitive ability. I think, I think it led me down some, um, yeah, I think I, I we talk, I think I mentioned this either earlier or on my uh, the podcast that I share on my uh, on my website. But um, yeah, I think it led me down some pretty dangerous paths just in ter just in terms of ignoring signs and not listening to like because our intuition is there for a reason. And if you are more intuitive or you're more open to it, it is a power that can help you. But if you consciously choose to turn it off and tune it out and constantly you know look you know, want to reject that side of you or look a certain way, then I do think it can lead you down some not so safe paths in some ways, whether that be like um, 
full on getting into dangerous situations or as simple as, you know, maybe going down a career path that's really, really not meant for you or, or dating someone that's totally not meant for you. And there's all these signs, but you just ignore them. Yeah. I just want to say I completely relate to you and I know we're not alone. And I relate to you in the sense that I too felt, especially as a teenager and like really like early 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, that I too was like really sensing people and even putting myself in situations where people's lives were very dramatic, you know, because I could um, mm -hmm. understand the whole situation and even, even take on the intensity of the situation. Um, and I felt also felt too much, too deep, too intense. And I, to the same to you, like nobody was saying you're too intense, you're too deep. <laughs> But I definitely noticed that people wanted to stay on the surface. You know, they wanted to stay at the superficial level and that was really boring to me. And I'm sure it was to you too. And, um, you know, I had to, I had to adjust and, and stop going so deep and stop and really cut it off. Um, and then come more to the superficial level. And I'm wondering if you could give advice to maybe the somebody who's thinking back in their own life, like, man, you know, I was, really thinking and feeling, and I maybe am an empath, empathetic person. And, you know, what would be your advice to say, step into that, start to really go there rather than. Oh, reject that's it? so good. Yeah. That's such a good question. Although I do like, just as you were saying that I was thinking how important it is though. Um, one thing that I think really tripped me up, especially in those years, um, even when I was kind of allowing myself to be, like you said, I was so intuitive and I was, actually kind of attracting situations that were very dramatic and a lot, like a lot to understand and take on for at a young age and kind of just energetically taking that on. So I will say learning to have boundaries as an intuitive and hold your energy and discern what is right for you. Um, just cause you're intuitive or just for me, at least when I was intuitive, just as an intuitive, doesn't necessarily mean you know the best places to put your energy or to like take on other people's energy. So I would say number one, especially like even for people who have kids or something, teaching them how to be um, just strong and have boundaries. And I have like an energetic tool for that, which I can share in a minute, but also just kind of the languaging with them, like telling them, you know, letting them be strong, letting them be kind of able to speak for themselves I think that that can be really helpful or like be able to talk about to express themselves in a really strong way I guess but I know one thing that really helped me energetically is tapping into my solar plexus um, I don't know if that's so well known but it's just literally you put your hand kind of right below your uh, like where you're the middle of your rib cage is and it's just bringing awareness to your solar plexus, which is like an energetic center in your body that is, um, it's like the energy of holding boundaries. It's like the inner warrior in you. And um, I know that sounds a little bit energetic, but honestly, every time I'm in a situation where like, even now when I feel like um, I'm not sure, or, or I, you know, I'm not able to contain my intuitive nature and I feel like, whoa, there's a lot going on and people are asking a lot for me, I put my hand on my stomach and, or even like, even if I just hide it under the table or something, I just put my hand on my stomach and that just activates the solar plexus chakra in me. And that just helps me 
um, hold my own and it, it helps me keep my energy clean and it also activates the energy in me of being able to say, well, it's a little bit like uh, in a nicer way being like, well, I don't care if you don't like me because I need to say this or I don't, you know, I'm strong enough to, to know what's right for me and true for me. And even if some people, even if it's not for everyone, I can stand true in that. And I mean, that takes some maturity, but I think that even in my teens, I could have really helped, like I could have really worked with that energy and, and also just explored, you know, boundary setting, looking that up, um, doing some research around it, talking to a coach about it. Like, how do I step more into a place of boundaries? Because that's probably, that was, if looking back now, I'm like, that's probably the missing key. That was like the missing key during those years, just being so open to so many people and exhausted. And, you know, if you are very intuitive and open, always remembering like, as much as I have love for others, not everybody is for you. And to put it even more forcefully, not everybody has like your highest intentions at heart. And if you're just pouring out everything you have for every person, you know, you're going to get depleted and you might even end up in dangerous situations. So having that discernment of, okay, who is going to actually benefit from the intense energy that I have, let's say it intense, because that's what I'm called a lot, but who's going to benefit from all this loving or nurturing or strong or whatever it is, it's your thing. Who's going to benefit from that energy or, so that, you know, I don't have it for everybody so I can choose who to send it to. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And I was wondering if you could share with us, uh, you know, what happens when you're putting your hands, you know, in that area, you know, are you thinking something like walk us through an experience of like, I, I also will share this with you because I a hundred percent relate with you that I have been in like dinner table situations or even like, you know, with a big group and even sometimes in a small group and it's the energy is so off that it will literally put me in like paralysis. Like I, you know, I'm just like a robot or, you know, can barely talk. And so in that, in those moments, you know, I would love to have a tool to go back to, like even under the table. So, yeah, tell, you know, cause there's tons of people who are listening who are like, oh, I've been there. I've been there, you know, where it's too much information or I'm, I'm extended too many places, you know? So what happens when you do that? Yeah. And also even like when I'm in a situation where I feel like intimidated by people, that's another, you know, where I'm like, Hey, I need to be in my power. I need to be in my strength. So what happens um, energetically is if you, you know, work with a chakra system, then um, I don't, should I do a little intro of the chakra system or so? Yeah, there's like six. So there's seven chakras in the body and then there are, there's like 12 in total that are just above our head. And really, I don't always call them chakras. I just think that's what everybody can easily research, but they're just energy centers in, in the body that show up as the aura. So when people see auras, it's really um, like our chakras magnifying out of our bodies. So the solar plexus chakra is the third chakra up from like the base. And like I said, it's located like literally in your solar plexus, just like five, five inches or so under your heart. And what happens energetically is any, like, you know, that saying where energy, where attention goes, energy flows. So when you purposefully direct energy to this like physical anchor of that energy in your body, like this is where that chakra is anchored in. It just spreads that energy out as it magnifies through your body. So that's like an energetic way to put it. So literally when you, if you could see someone's aura, when 
like you could even do it without putting your hand on your stomach, but I think putting the hand there is like such a physical, like, like strong anchor of, okay, I can feel that. So that's energetically. And then I know just physiologically, when I put my hand on, on my um, solar plexus, it's kind of similar to, have you ever heard of like the warrior stance? I think yeah. Michelle Obama. Yeah. So like kind of similar to the warrior stance where you, you know, or the Wonder Woman stance, sorry, not Warrior stance, Wonder Woman, where you put your hands on your hips. And I think physiologically or like for your mind within a minute, it just triggers this sense in your brain that's like, okay, I'm in my power. I know there was like a lot of research around it. So that's the Wonder Woman stance. And for me, I feel like when I put my focus on the solar plexus by putting my hand on it, it kind of triggers the same response. Like I stand up taller, my shoulders go back. Just physiologically, it kind of realigns everything and makes you stand taller. Um, so yeah, I feel like all of those things combined, somehow it just triggers in my mind this sense, of, this reminder, this anchor of like, okay, I'm in my power. I have, you know, I can pause, I'm in my power. Um, I can make good decisions in this situation. Because um, also, yeah, I think that when we're in situations where we're overwhelmed, we can kind of, um, you know, that's when people start reaching for like extra drinks of alcohol or, or, or coffee or just, just kind of numbing anything just to, instead of a crutch, instead of just, okay, hold on, pause, put my hand on my solar plexus. Let me just regather my strength, collect, um, collect my focus, and let me, you know, be discerning about, or let me think about what am I doing here and how can I be in my power? Yeah, that's a beautiful tool. And thank you for walking us through and explaining it a little bit deeper, because I think, I mean, even if you're, as you're just talking about it, you know, I'm like imagining in my own space and coming into that space within and already I'm like, okay, you know, it's, it's a very empowering um tool and it's your own energy and it's your own ability which i love you know you're not necessarily dependent on something else i'm curious when you felt comfortable enough to start to lean further into your intuitive gifts and this place of power and um you know when you start, started to say i'm ready to step in and own this yeah, gosh, that is a journey. As <laughs> I feel like, um, I feel like a lot of intuitives, like because it's not something that you wake. I mean, I don't know. For me, um, I'm 31, so I know in my 20s it was not really something that I wanted to be known for. Um, especially, especially like my early 20s. You know, there was a. I was like, I want to be successful, and I want to be seen as this. So. Um, that was all kind of shoved to the side. And as I, I mean, I mentioned earlier, I was always kind of ignoring that intuitive side of me, but I did become a yoga teacher. So that helped a lot. I was a yoga teacher from 21. Uh, well, I, I became a yoga teacher at 19 and I was teaching yoga, but always very physical and in an asana kind of, it was another tool for me to look successful, to be honest, or just add to my repertoire of look at, you know, I can do these things, but it was helpful because it kept me, checking in and kept me meditating. And then when I finally really chose to dive in, I feel like I, I had a little bit of a more a big experience because um, I shared, I share about this a lot, but I came through a very, uh, very tough, I went through a really tough situation. I was in a very tough relationship and I, I, in that relationship, I was so isolated from so many people and, and I felt so, 
I was the most lost, I think. I felt like I had shut off my intuition for the longest time. I was so desperate. I was so like, I just don't want to be, I wanted to have a kind of more normal life. And in that relationship, I ended up really relying on my tool, like the intuitive tools that I had. So I talk a lot about the tarot. Um, and I used my intuition. I used automatic writing and I used the tarot. I was meditating and those tools got me out of that really, really dark situation. And I think it was after that, that I realized, you know, also just being so shaken up after a bad relationship. I was like, I don't want to, I need to change something in my life. Like things, I wouldn't have gotten myself into that situation if things weren't really misaligned for me. And I think I'm doing a lot. So I had this sort of reflection period. And then I realized that the the tools that got me through that hard time in my life, I was like, I think, I think I need to start talking more about this. Even if it's just, I was kind of, you know, I, I did intuitive readings like with tarot cards, very much on the side, very like in the closet, in the spiritual closet, as people say, like something that I would selectively tell people about. And it just, I guess like your trust grows as people start, you know, as I started to see people responded well and I was like, okay. And then I think the more you embrace that side of you, the more it started to be like, I could talk about it in more social situations. And instead of, I think your energy really says a lot. Cause I, as I started to open up more and say, you know, I, I use this and this tool and it really helped me and it was really easy and all that people started to respond very differently and they'd start thinking, it's very amazing really like how your energy shifts when, when you have that internal shift of like self-belief and I would start, yeah, I started to talk to people more about it and I started to see, you know, Hey, like people are open to this and I started to meet more people who are open to it. And it just kind of, I got more and more excited about it and started looking into really, really, like I started looking at creating a website about it and really growing it as a business. Yeah, so it's, amazing. it's an amazing story. <laughs> and um, I think it's so fascinating how people, you know, always, but not always, but people go through these situations that are um, a contrast, a, a major contrast. And through the contrast, you're able to see what it is that you really do want. And, and, and for you, it was this relationship and being able to come on the other side. And you mentioned, so thank you for sharing that story. And thank you, you know, anybody who's in a situation where you feel like the relationship is not right, you know, I, I would recommend reaching out to you, you know, how did you get through it? And also if anybody feels like they're in, you know, a life-threatening situation, we'll also include like a hotline. I just think it's good for people to know. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned something that I think is really cool and that we, I really haven't talked to anybody about and that's automatic writing. Mm -hmm. So if you could just share a little bit about what that is and, and how would somebody even start to do that? Totally. Cause it's my favorite tool right now. So that's okay, really cool. great. Um, so automatic writing is something that I will, I mean, I have to preface this. I think it's probably the tool that when I talk to people and with my clients, it's the one they're the most kind of, there's a lot of resistance to it. I guess just we're so not, um, unless you're someone who's really like a writer, but it is a little bit tedious. It's literally like, um, it is, it's like, so I guess I'll break it down to the exact practice. It's, I took it from a, a specific book. 
um, and there's loads of books about this, but this was The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And she suggests just taking out three A4 sheets of paper. So setting yourself like quite a bit of space so that you don't, you know, and you challenge yourself in the beginning, just don't stop. Just write and fill those three pages, even if, and there are days, and this is why I think people have resistance to it. There are days where you write and you're like, well, I don't have anything to say. And, but it's to break through and start to develop this habit of stream of consciousness and just tapping into that unfiltered, uncensored, not thinking um, side of you and letting it flow. And as, I mean, the first few, you know, maybe even the first page, it's all like mundane stuff it's, or it's all stuff that is really boring or even really negative. And then suddenly the tap, it just taps in and the most, I mean, yeah, everyone I know who has gotten, has gone through automatic writing and just you can, you can ask yourself a question from the beginning, or you can literally just say, you know, hi, I'm, I'm Rhiannon. Today I'm doing this, this, and this. And you just kind of keep writing. And every time I do it, come the second page, this, like, somehow it accesses a higher part of you, like your soul, the part of you that is not blocked by ego. So not blocked by like judgment or trying to sound cool or sound smart or whatever, just writing so honestly and truthfully and then if you really keep on going and just write and write and write suddenly it taps into this part of you where i gain answers responses solutions creativity that i'm like wow i i never thought i had that in me even with all my meditation and my tarot tools and um i mean even in like in therapy it's different it's really different to have this untampered side of you and you're just writing and sometimes I do it on my computer as well just to make it faster but I don't know do you have a, a different approach to it because that's how I do it but I know there's all different ways I also do it by hand and okay. by the computer just because I can yeah. just kind of flow but you use it too you you've, yeah. you yeah writing as well okay awesome I think it's um I thank you for sharing that I think it was so concise and easy to follow you know exactly what you were saying um uh one of the things that I have found that helps me define a little bit about what it is, and so it's so cool to hear you talk about it, is you're literally tapping in to the unlimited possibilities, mm -hmm. like, which is your true nature, right? And we are just stuck in this ego mind thinking there's all these limits because that's keeping us safe for all different purposes. Mm -hmm. But now, you know, you're in this space where it's just unlimited and you kind of let yourself go. On that note, I wanted to know if you could share with us, share with us a little bit about the higher self, because I think people talk about it, but they're not totally clear. What does that mean? So you even mentioned like an automatic writing, you can connect with your higher self and then you can even connect with maybe a different level of consciousness. So what is the higher self? Ooh, yeah, the higher self is okay. So for me, higher self is, it kind of goes between, I have like higher self, meaning the highest vision that I have for myself. So sometimes if I'm kind of doing um, automatic writing or anything, and I kind of think I tap into the part of me that is completely not limited, not, and sometimes not even like related to time or space. She's, it's this really eternal part of you that is like your highest vision of self. And then I also sort of see how, um, 
I also sort of see it as tapping potentially into like what we would call God or just this complete, and it's really hard to, to, that's why I think it's easier to think of it as the highest version I have of myself because I can understand that. I'm like, okay, she's completely, you know, loving and it's very personal. But when I think about the highest energy that I, you can't, I definitely do feel like this presence to me, it's like, to put it really tangibly, like when you, when you walk somewhere really beautiful, like a really beautiful natural space and you feel this like total calm and potential and just openness. And I feel like that's kind of tapping into this higher power. Like the, I do believe in like a creative power that um, like it's an energy that runs the world, like, you know, ha runs through all over the world and makes everything happen. And I do believe that we are a part of it and we can tap into it. So yeah, I don't, does that align with you? Is that, how do you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, um, it actually reminded me of um, not too long ago. So he, out here in Boise, they have these beautiful hiking trails. And I am originally from Chicago. So mm -hmm. I moved here two years ago. And when I first came here, it was like, holy, this is the most beautiful stuff I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And um, I was hiking out one day and I stopped for a second and it was like, just came through me like clear as day that the, there, the world is literally infinite possibilities and the universe is abundant and it's available. You can see it when you're out in nature, right? It's just this abundance. It's literally untapped abundance. Mm -hmm. Like the flowers were growing the grass and the butterflies and the birds. And it was just like, everything was in harmony. And then it just like literally came through me, like, you know, it's kind of something you can't explain, but it was just like, oh, <laughs> I am equal to all of this abundance. It's just individualized as me, like this mm -hmm. form, this person, this Lauren, but it's equally as abundant, equally as unlimited and equally as purposeful. So when you were talking about that, that's like the image I was like getting in my head of that memory I had. Yeah, that's so good. And I think it's such an, like, I do think everyone has to some extent, like an experience of that where you're like, wow, I feel really like, I don't know, infinite right now or something. Yeah. Like I, like, I think the first time I had it was like, I went bungee jumping, you know, like it can happen from these really natural moments it can also happen. Like just, yeah. Any way that I can feel tapped into, yeah, this really infinite presence. Yeah. Um, that's what I think of as like a higher power and tapping into it. Yeah, it's so beautiful. So I know you help coach women and you're, you know, an intuitive coach, you know, that's what you're focused on. How do you help women step into this power, step into this place of owning, you know, who they are and their energies? How do you do that? And then also maybe you can share like how you see women coming to you in the state that they're in, you know, and then how are you able to coach them to, to come to a different place within their life? Sure. So I actually, I started one-on-one um, -on -one coaching just a few months ago and it stemmed off of um, an, a course that I started. So I've always been like a tarot reader and um, that was sort of my, my space. I was doing tarot and meditations and then um, out of the blue, I guess, I mean, I guess you could say it was an intuitive hit, but I was like, you know, I'm going to create an email course based off of the tools that I use to leave 
like I mentioned earlier, leave like a terrible relationship. Um, and, you know, literally step-by-step, step, it's like an email course with all the tools that I use step-by-step. Step. It's a two-week course. And I called it Develop Fierce Self-Love because that's what I, that's just what made most sense to me. I was like, that's what it feels like to be, it's like this incredibly strong self-love, but it's like kind of a fierceness. Um, and then from that, it was an email course and I got a lot of, I got a lot of responses being like, okay, I love this material, but how can I integrate it? Like one of the biggest tools that I share in that course is mirror work. And I break it down. Like it's, it's kind of developing a relationship with yourself um, by looking at your, looking yourself in the mirror and talking to yourself basically and, and saying really life affirming things and the things that you need to hear. But I realized as people, you know, more and more women, like they had a lot of questions about it and they were like, how can, I realized that a lot of this stuff you do need to like, um, you need someone there to kind of hold your hand in the beginning, especially if you are someone who is feeling a little bit shaky in the areas of like self-trust. Like, okay, you know, if you're the type of person that's like, does this really work? And you don't follow through with, you know, I'm going to change, like I'm going to change, I'm going to do self-love practices, or I'm going to meditate every day. The following through aspect was what I saw was, I was like, okay, I can provide some support with that. So I created the one-on-one -on -one coaching that I do, which is pretty new, but it's based off of that course, which is self-love. And it's like hold, because I always, what I share the most and what I realized is I would never have been able to listen to my intuition if I didn't trust. And I wouldn't trust myself if I didn't have self-love. Mm. And it's like this, it's like such a catchphrase, you know, have self-love and all of that. And I think that when I broke it down into this email course, I realized how much like work can go into it. And I think that's where I saw like, okay, I can, this is something that a lot of, I could have used this, for example, like five years ago, I could have, it's not even like, not even just with a relationship, just with everything in life growing I was struggling with my intuition. I felt like I was numbing myself a lot because I was, I was like having all these intuitive insights and not wanting to listen to them. And I think if I had just developed, if I had been more in a self-loving space and more of a like fierceness, or like, this is who I am. I'm going to own it. I'm going to lead my life. This is, you know, being unapologetic you know, yet loving. I think if I had had more skills around that, if I can say skills, like if I was more like that five or six years ago, I think I would have more quickly been led by my intuition, get, you know, gotten closer to my path and kind of avoided a lot of years of like, you know, pain and, and also just kind of being lost and waffling around. <laughs> yeah, I think that's brilliant. And thank you for sharing that with people and helping them through it. Um, tell us what it means to do some mirror work. Like, what would you recommend if somebody was feeling like, you know, I'm a little bit lost in the, in my world or, you know, I want to strengthen my self-love to myself without it feeling so cliche. What would my mirror work be like? Yeah. So I think that's one of the main things that, um, people struggle with. It's like, okay, what do I say? You know? Okay. So I, I guess, although I will say for a lot of people, just looking like gaze, meeting your gaze in the mirror can, can also trigger a lot of like it's a very powerful thing for some people for some people it, you know it's different 
But what we would do in a session is figure out, so we go through all of the negative first and we go, it takes some trust, you know, but going through what is it that you feel is stopping you? What is it that you, like, for example, the quickest way to do this is say, what are some of the worst things that someone could say to you? Like, or, or somebody has said to you. So let's say, you know, it's, um, I don't know, you're, you're a failure, you, you're a terrible speaker, I don't know, you're, you're whatever, like you've, you failed at your past businesses, I don't know, I'm thinking of things for myself that I would feel really like ashamed about. And then flipping those and finding a way to say it that sounds true for you. So for me, it would be something like, um, my business has been my greatest space of growth. I always trust myself. I'm learning to trust myself every day, even if I'm making mistakes. That's how I learn. Like, um, it's rephrasing some of the darkest things for you. And if that is too much, like if that is a little too intense from the first time, then you can also, what I do is I just say, step into that inner mama side of you, like the side of you that is nurturing and think of it as you're talking to a child and just look yourself in the eye. And even if you're not yet ready to like do all this really intense work, just be like, hi, Rhiannon, I love you. Rhiannon, I'm here for you. I'm listening. I know this is super weird and I feel really self-conscious right now, but I'm doing this anyway and I'm showing up for you. And, you know, I hope that you show up for me and tell me anything that you need to do. And it's kind of like talking to somebody else, but in a totally loving and just be really honest. Like, you know, you can, you can say, I feel really silly doing this, but part of me feels like this will, this will help. And I really want to get to know you better. I want to like talking to yourself, basically. I want to get to know you better. I want to show up for you. I want to see you start to rise and continuing like that. Yeah, I think that's so, so powerful. And I think a lot of women stay away from the mirror. You know, you're, it's your reflection. There's all kinds of things that they're caught yeah. up with and expectations of what it's supposed to be. But here now you're looking directly in the mirror. You're looking at your eyes and you're saying, okay, I'm feeling very uncomfortable even just looking at you and, and, and talking mm -hmm. to you. But over time, I can assume then you can, you know, tell me, you know, that you start to develop this relationship and start to know on a deeper level who you are and then also loving who you start to see in the mirror. Yeah, and it actually like just really quickly, this whole exercise um, came about from, it actually came from like, it, it's directly again, like the tools from that I had a really rough relationship and I was, I looked myself in the eye and I realized like I didn't like the person I saw in the mirror. And I was like, you know, and I had this weird, I guess the mirror is like a really revealing thing. And I looked myself in the eye and I just remember for some reason, I was like, I'm not going to put you through this anymore. And I was like talking to myself in the mirror yeah. and I was like, and I'm not. And I just, it was this weird like connection that I made where I was like, I'm, I just suddenly saw who I was. And I was like, look, I'm not going to put you through this anymore. And I'm going to figure a way out of this. And it sort of stemmed from there. And then, it, you know, that was such a powerful moment of connection for me. And then I, I remembered that, like I didn't, you know, read it in books or whatever. I just remembered that. And then the next day I did it again and I looked in the mirror and I was like, I just started to do it every day and started to connect to myself in that way. So that's where, it, that's how it grew. Yeah, that's so powerful. I love that. I love that. I, in college, I took a class called Philosophy of Love 
and mm -hmm. in that class they made us all oh wow oh, yeah in yeah. public to get like in front of each other no 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 at home okay. <laughs> was to go yeah. at home stand in front of the mirror and ask it you were it was like asking your inner child what mm -hmm. does she need right now and it's it very similar you know to what you're saying like and then you know your inner child may have gone through some trauma some some experiences and even if you didn't have a traumatic background it could just be you know you were hurt in some way that you never got to bring to light so i think mirror work is so important and and such an amazing tool so thank you yeah definitely um i'm wondering so we we are running out of time which i always do but <laughs> um I have a question for you, but I kind of want to skip it and just follow my intuition. So sure. if you're open to it, but since tarot is such a huge part of your life, I wondered if maybe you would want to just pull one card for, <gasps> yes. for the listeners. Oof, yes, definitely. Let me just grab my deck. Oh gosh. I'm sorry. My cat just. <laughs> oh no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Sorry so about while that. Your deck set up and everything like that, you know, you can share with us a little bit of, um, you don't have to go too far into tarot and like, you know, what did, I love tarot cards. I love them so much. I think they're so fun and they just bring me really like joy. Um, but if you want to just, you know, I'll hold space for you to share a little bit about tarot and like the systems and Oh, definitely. So I do, I do have, I will plug that I have like a free printable tarot sheet if anybody wants to kind of like check that out. Um, I'm really, um, so I, everything I do, I, so the, I have a tarot course and I called it tarot for the modern mystic because I think um, I was so, I was a little bit scared of the tarot because um, I think that sometimes it's not always approached in the most modern way. So I really like to talk about tarot in like a modern, empowered way. I don't always approach it in the fortune telling route. I look at it as this like a self-reflection and self-empowerment tool. Um, and that's how it's most served me. I know for some people they do use it as a fortune telling tool, but um, I, yeah, I guess most of all, I, I love it. I think that it's such a, it's such a great self, it's such a great self-reflection tool. Like I put, I pull a card every single day and I can start to pull a card for us now, actually. Yeah, do it, do it. Um, all right, let me pull a spread. Oh, awesome. Okay. So I pulled the strength card first. So this is the Foth tarot deck. So every tarot deck is different, uh, but there's a system behind them. So with like a, any, like with my free guide, it can apply to any tarot deck. Um, but with the Thoth tarot deck, so I picked the nine of wands, which is all about truth telling and being able to, yeah, being able to powerfully and in your, in all of your strength, share your truth and also be able to integrate that with action. So being able to go, like this is a window in time where you can um, powerfully take action that is really aligned with what's true for you. So like a little bit of a like, don't, don't miss, don't sleep on it. Like do the things that come to you really quickly. And then I crossed it with another card, which was the Ace of Swords. 
And the sword suit is all about um, the mind and the ace of swords is about just really, really clear thinking. So because it crossed it, it's just that from this space of taking action that is totally from like a truth telling space, like your purpose is to, to just bring big truths from that space, like a new, a new way of thinking is possible, a whole, like a new level of uh, clarity of thought is coming through. So how yeah. perfect is that? <laughs> I know it's always perfect. It's always perfect. Even if um, there's always some like negative cards as well, yeah. they are always perfect. Yeah. There's always, uh, there's always an empowered way and an empowered message to come through. I love that you love tarot as well. I love, oh. I love people who are open to it. <laughs> oh, I love it. And seriously, I mean, this is such a beautiful note to end on that you know, anybody listening to this podcast, that poll literally applies to you that, you know, we're, we're in this place of strength and truth telling and a new mindset and shifting and transforming. And really, that's what the world is asking of us right now. And really, probably always, but I just appreciate you being here so much. I really appreciate all your wisdom. Oh, I appreciate you so much. I love how I just love the vibe and the energy that we've got going on. Thank you Me so too. much. I talk to you for like another three hours. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you too. Thank you so much. I mean, such a, so much fun to talk to like-minded intuitives. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for joining and thank you for everybody for listening and you will hear more from her, I'm sure. So we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into Inner Guidance Daily Podcast. This episode was really just amazing to relate to another intuitive and to see how, you know, Rhiannon has stepped into her own power as a woman and her intuitive natures and how she's been able to harness this and then return it as a gift to other women to help them, to help them have fierce self-love to help them have relatable and easy access tools to be the modern woman and step back into your mystical and powerful ways. So how do you connect with her? I want to make sure you know. You can connect with her both on her website or Instagram at beyourownintuitive.com. And she has, and wanted to make sure you all know that there's printable freebies on how to ingest the tarot system and as a guide, a free tarot guide. So you have access to that. Just go to her website and you can download that for free. And then she also has deep dive master classes in the tarot and also tarot for the modern mystic. Highly recommend all of that. Check it out. And if tarot is something that is you're curious about, brings you joy, um, I would definitely look to her as a resource for that. Uh, what else? Okay. So if this podcast is resonating with you and you feel called to leave a review, I would be very, very grateful for that. You help to shape this podcast. Every review, every email, every DM, every, everything that I get back from you really matters. And I hope to build this podcast around that feedback. So always feel free to reach out. You can connect with me on Instagram at innerrebel.co. And also that's the name of my website. You can also email me directly at lauren at innerrebel.co and I will see you on the next episode of Inner Guidance Daily. Be well, stay safe, and I'll see you soon.